Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan. Welcome once again to the Eye on the Ball. This is your host Elaine Ingram. If there's one time you don't want to get stuck finding a place, it's when you're on your way to meet one of the top ovals racing car drivers in the country. Adam Highlands has won almost every major trophy there is to win across the two litres and national hot rods categories. Um, from the national championship, the British championships, the Europeans, uh, he was the world champion in the two litre category in 2015 and is chasing the only title that's evaded him so far which is the national world championship i trusted google maps to take me to adam's garage which is known as the beehive where he keeps his yellow and black racing car and but that was a big mistake as i ended up in a completely different house in about a mile from where I was supposed to be. I had to phone Adam who directed me to his house and he actually had to come out onto the road in the pitch black and flag me down as I crawled up the country road. Um, that, so that was a kind of embarrassing start to our chat. But when I went into the garage and I saw the car with its shell off uh, for modifications over the winter season and the trophies that were covering every inch of space above our heads around the perimeter of the garage uh, I completely forgot all about that and I was ready to find out more about hot rod racing and Adam's story. I'm here with Adam in front of an amazing looking car here. Um, tell me a bit about your car for starters. So it's a, it's a hot rod, a national hot rod, um, built to race around the ovals. So we have tracks um, over here in England and Scotland, um, down south in Ireland. Um, some in Holland as well, um, and over in South Africa. So, it's it's quite getting a getting a wee bit broader than what it has been. Um, as you can see, there's not much to them. Um, they're they're pretty basic. Um, when you get the shell off, the way it's sitting now, getting getting a few things done to it. Um, over the winter period, a few modifications, but um, they've got a two liter red top engine, space frame, um, all fiberglass panels, um, so. 700 kilos and 260 uh, horsepower so um, it adds up nicely yeah i suppose the less moving parts the better in a car you know it makes a lot of sense but um it still looks pretty daunting when you see that that what sort of speeds are you talking when you're driving this around a track yeah so we have it geared um that we only race like in second gear so we can change the gear and inside the gearbox or we can change the differential in the in the back axle um so at most tracks at home here we'd probably be getting up to 70 80 mile an hour and then when we go to the likes of Tipperary or to the bigger tracks in England and um, you'd be touching probably 100 110 mile an hour at the end of the straight and that's on a an oval obviously yes. um how so how how much more difficult is is racing on a track like that than you know that's a very specific thing it's a yeah. very specific kind of racing circuit people might argue with me but um it's a different sort of you know I've I've known people that have raced circuits and have raced the ovals 
um, and spoke to you know spoke to them and, and the difference and a lot of the people that have come from the ovals would say that you know the circuits would be quite boring compared to the ovals because it's such a you know a tight track it's you know normally 13 seconds 14 seconds has a lap time in them um, and you've got you know 20 to 30 cars you know side by side you know it's it's tight tight racing you know and it gears you up well for you know you need to have good reflexes you know to be able to get through the traffic and, and especially with the way we race you know it's not really um the fastest man to the front it's the fastest man to the back so then you're always having to go through traffic you know week in week out so it um it's exciting for people to watch yeah and it must be very specific i mean you know as you said like when you're when you're going around like that you know your concentration levels would probably have to be even that more sharp yes no definitely especially whenever you get to the championships you know here or in england you know when you have you know 30 plus cars trying to avoid and you're trying to make your way to the front um but it's exciting like you know especially when you get you know get to the outside of cars and you're trying to drive around them you know it's a bit of a unique thing you know compared to a track you know We've got two corners to try and pass people, but you know when you go to circuit racing, you've got maybe fourteen or fifteen corners to try and get by them. So um, it's it's a different sort of a different sort of racing than what what you might get elsewhere. It's probably very strategic then. Yeah, it has to be very precise. You know, you don't have the fourteen corners and you know leaving a car quite neutral. You know that it's able to go around left hand, right hand. It's all you know for you know right hand corner specific. You know, and you're trying to maxim maximize the most that you can get out of those two corners. So it's it's fine tuning, <laughs> I believe would be the best way to put it. Yeah, and you've you've always done. Yeah, so started racing when I was six. Um, started racing quads. Um, then I played a bit of football, so I took it quite serious for a while, and the the racing was sort of maybe not taken as serious. Then um, whenever I got to I think it was fourteen, I sort of had the choose between the football. And the racing Who for did the, you play football for? Uh, played for Portdown, Glenavon, Lockall, so just been all been about, been about. <laughs> um, and at the, st- at the time I was playing for Armagh City um, and I sort of had this sort of go with the way of football So, because uh, the quads were on the afternoon and the football and it was going to clash as you were getting older, you know, you started to play later in the day rather than first thing in the morning and um, moved, moved towards the football and then the, the racing you know the hot rod racing or the juniors or what I would have started off in it was Saturday nights so it worked out brilliant for me to be able to play football on a Saturday morning sort of afternoon and then be able to go and race on a Saturday night so that's how I, I sort of started getting into that my uncle had raced my dad had yeah, I was sort of previously you where, raced where a wee bit it came from yeah. in the first place so it was mainly my uncle was probably done the you know the most racing most consistently but my dad did race for you know for a few years whenever maybe when I was born or maybe just before I was born um, but I would always have wanted to go and see my uncle and that's how you sort of kept your kept your dipping your toe into it and watching it yeah. um, so raced the juniors for a few years and then ended up getting a two litre hot rod which you'll sort of see there on the on the walls which is the class below this um, and sort of raced a few years there in maybe like a lesser car and still taking the football quite serious and then I think it, when I was about 18 or 19 then it sort of flipped that I started to take the racing more serious and the football less serious and do you play football at all now or is it all right uh, i've only started back there this last last year started back again playing out of, uh, for boardview so um not just as serious like the racing is obviously number, that's, that's number, one. number one yeah. oh my so whenever the racing's on you don't get to play football yeah <laughs> but um took it a bit more serious bought a new car and really just sort of took off from there and just got addicted and um, been lucky enough i've got a lot of help and a lot of sponsors to, to be able to keep me racing over the years 
I raced. Um, I ended up six years in the two litres or seven years. Moved on to the Nationals in 2015, um, which was something that I never really thought I'd get to just because of the sheer expense of them. Well, that's what I was going to ask you about, the expense yes. of the whole thing. I mean, you've uh, got to be really, really committed to be able to, to, to you know, to because you know something like that is such an expensive sport yeah no it's 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 just nuts you know most people that you race against in nationals all have their own business and you know that's how they can do it so i'm very lucky to have so many you know so many sponsors like that car there is not actually i don't own it so it's it's owned by again england who's very kindly you know sort of sponsored me the car and allows me to race it and the last one you that i had don't crash it whatever I don't do. crash it. <laughs> the last one i had was my own but you know it was just getting too much to try and do on your own so um, I've got you know se- seven or eight people come out to the garage three or three nights a week to help me work on it so that's no bother so as long as they get the financial back and you know I've got the, the boys to help me with the time and the commitment that it takes to work at them in the garage week in week out yeah so when you got your own your first car when you had your own one did you have to put everything into it yourself then oh I well I, I still had the sponsors if you know what I mean but um, not how difficult is it to get sponsors hard you, especially at the start I mean when you become more well known yeah, it's probably easier I think it's, it's the only reason that I'm in the nationals now is because I had such a good a good run on the two litres and then I was able to get you know good money for the two litre when I sold it and with a bit of sponsored help we ended up buying my own national um, and I kept it for three years and then sold it um, at the end of 2018 season and then I've had this from, from last year but yeah it's, it's extremely difficult I've been very very lucky and having sponsors that have sort of backed me you know since early you know since way back maybe in the two litres and they've continued to support me on through um, and then the guy that owns the car we've you know fell in with him two or three years ago and done help for, or worked on his son's car in the lower class and then you know we've got friendly with him and then sort of went down the route of him him helping us out with the national once I sold my own yeah so You've been doing this for how long, did you say? Since I was 14. Since you were 14. 29 and, now. And you, you're obviously, like, where are you now in terms of, you know, races? Yeah, so the two-litre <laughs> two class, I was lucky I managed to get to get all the sort of major titles. So I had the, I won the World Championship in 2015. I've won the European. Um, I've won the British a few times in the two-litre and I won the National Championship. And then obviously the Irish, you know, we have point, Irish points and then yeah. the Irish Championship. And then moved to nationals and I've been managed to get the European. I've had two Britishes in that and I've had a national championship so the and the points at home. So the only thing that I haven't won across the two classes is the world final in the nationals. So it's one that I've definitely got my eyes on to try and see if I can, you know, get get the whole lot and get that one ticked off. Yeah. Um so it's an Ipswich every year. Um and in were, July. In it, were you in it last year? I was in it last year, um I had to pull off. Um, I had a bad qualifying and qualified in tenth, and the year before that I didn't even get a lap, so I got. Is took it out all about first. you know just kind of on the day? I mean, a lot of it is, yeah. A lot of you know people say it's one in the garage, and I think that's a wee bit true. You know, you do rely on how much work that you do. That you know, it's the sort of thing. If you put the work in, you'll get the results. Is that mean how much? I mean, much of it is is about the car itself, or about. Um, is it is it like 50 50 would you say because you know the way maybe not the as argument. much yeah maybe not as much as what it might be in circuits but you know you, you won't go out in a bad car and on and, and win like you know you yeah. do you do need to have a good car um there's no doubt about it like you know you need to have the right things in it and a good engine and and it's more the because they're so fast and there's so much grip in them and you're so hard in the brakes they're quite sore on everything so you know you check on everything and check on you know brake pads checking all your your bars and your rose joints to making sure you're keeping on top of all that stuff 
that's a big thing, you know, that you're not getting the DNFs because when you get the DNFs or something goes wrong, that's when other things get damaged and then that's how it can cost a bit more money. And if you just have one little silly little thing that you didn't even realise and then something go wrong, that could be the whole... Oh, definitely, yeah. You know, it just takes one thing to break in the front, in the front corner there and, you know, you're more than likely going straight in and you're going to damage your bumper, your wing, you know, your shock, your rim yeah. and then you're into, into oh no territory. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that must be really difficult, though. You know, if something like that goes wrong, you know how, how that must be really hard. Like if you, you lose is, yeah. when you know that it was just something stupid, that it was just something. But is, is it? It must be hard to like, especially seeing as it's a, it's very much a solo. I know it's a team. You've got a team behind you, but it's very much just you and the car when you're out there. Yeah, no, it can't be frustrating. Especially when you're somebody who played football and you're used to having other, you know, Aye, teammates. teammates. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's what's nearly it, it, what drew me to the racing, like you know, because it is sort of all on your own shoulders. It's a sort of a an individual thing whenever you're out there. Like yes, you could not do it without a team, and it's one of the reasons I've been so successful because I've got so many people helping me. Um, but um, it's you know when that feeling when you cross the line, having won a championship, you know you can't replicate that buzz. You know, going and winning a football match or a trophy with football. You know, there's something much more empowering about you know you winning on your own. You know, on the day. But it's also supposed to be a very lonely place if you don't. If you don't do well, yeah. yeah. If you right. don't do well, yeah. Oh no, it takes me about three weeks to get over well, a bad weekend. Yeah, it must be hard to, to get to get back up on the horse again. Um, yeah, it is. I think I've got better at it as I've got older, and you know, you get more experience with it, and you can sort of take the rough of the smooth. Because I've been lucky to do so well, you sort of keep that in your head and, and know that you're going in the right direction if you've had a bad day. Um, yeah, you can but, say that it was just a bad day. Yeah, you're you can to sort of put you. pinpoint why it was nearly. Whereas, you know, in the past, whenever you'd had a bad day, sometimes, you know, it, it really can be hard to get over if you went to a championship and, you, you know, you were expected to win it or um, you thought you were going to win it and something went wrong that you didn't, that was out of your control. Um, it's hard. It's hard to get over. Yeah. Have you ever had any crashes or any bad? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had, I've had a few. Um, I was Hennesford, I think it was, which was a national championship, which is one of the fastest tracks we race on in England. Um, I had a pretty bad smash. Um, I come off the bend and um, went to the wall, but there was a car on the outside of me and I, I, I clipped him and then managed to sort of bounce up the wall head on, um, roughly probably about 80 or 90 mile an hour. So I suffered with that for about a year um, with back pains. Every time I got into the car, my back was killing me. But um, I'm over but that. Apart from even apart from even that, I mean, getting back in the car, was it not a really frightening prospect? Would, you, you, know? you, just, you just don't think about it. Um, you know you just you just try and get on with it and blank blank that out um and you, you know it probably does have a wee effect on you for a few meetings you know until you get your confidence and you get a you get another race win or something or have another good meeting where it sort of lifts you again but you try not to try not to dwell on it too much yeah have you had any other bad ones um i've had a few but that's probably the worst in terms of like the speed of impact um I had one there last year where um there was a car parked in the middle of the street um as i was coming off the coming onto the street and um, a couple of cars in front of me moved and then when they moved that was the first time I had seen the car so I, I clipped it and took the whole front corner out of it um, but been lucky that I haven't had anywhere you know I've had any serious injuries or anything like that there you know as you can see it's there's a, a good frame around you um, so normally the panels take, take a lot of that impact for you so um, Would that give you a false sense of security at all knowing that you're you can feel quite cocooned in there, you know what I mean? And then, but then if something... No, I think, you know, well, not really, no. You do, you do normally feel safe, like it's not something where I would think, oh, no, you know, I'm not, I don't feel too safe in this year. I do normally always feel, you know, you're well strapped in yeah. with your harnesses and all, so 
Uh, I love it, so <laughs> maybe I'm a bad, maybe I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> <laughs> what was the best day you ever had on a race on the racetrack? And can you remember what was your? Yeah, probably winning the world final um, in 2015. You know, that's the biggest prize that's you can get. That's kind of you've arrived. Yeah, so it's, 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 that's what it's all about. You know, like so, whenever you win the win the world, you get the paint your roof gold, and um, even though I, I actually didn't at the time, but um, you paint your roof gold. Yeah, you're allowed to paint your roof gold, and then you wear the gold roof for the year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and you can change your number to one if you wanted um, and things like that. So that's nice. But at the time when I won the world, I was racing the two litres and the nationals. So that was like my last race in the two litres. So I won the world and didn't get to, to do the roof all oh, gold. So getting, oh, dear. Something I always look back on thinking I, I wish I'd had even a photo of her with the gold roof. But fingers crossed, I can get one in this class and I'll take all the photos. Well, that I would can. be incentive to, yeah. um, to keep going for the, for the next one. Is there any, are there any... Um, <clears throat> Any influences you've had in your life, you know, that would, you know, that, that are racers or anything like that, that particularly stand out to you that you would sort of want to emulate or? Um, like, no, you can't get, you know, you always look, you always look up to the people like Lewis, you know, racing in Formula One and, you know, people doing well in touring cars like Colin Turkington and stuff doing, doing super, but. Is, there a, is that something you'd ever aspire to do yourself? Uh, I don't think I have the budget for that. Like, you know, obviously it would be great. Well, this is the thing. I mean, if you, you know, as you build yourself up, I'm sure he didn't have the budget for it at the start either. No, but, potentially you know. not. Like, so you don't, I suppose you don't know what's around the corner, but yeah. if the budget was ever there, yeah, I would yeah, definitely yeah. throw myself into it. But um, for now, I think, you know, I'm sort of lucky to be in this this area of racing and, and be racing in this sort of class. So I think I'll just put everything I have in that to, to, to try and to do as best I can and then see where that takes, takes us. It's it's a popular sport in um, in Northern Ireland, really. I yeah. mean, I suppose around Ireland, but it seems to be particularly popular around here. Yeah, definitely in this, like in this area here, like yeah. the tracks only up the road. Is um, it because the track, which came first, the track or the, or I think the interest? Had, you, no, I think it's always been here because the racing originally was at Portdown, so where Portdown Football Club played, it was at Shamrock Park. Yeah. So that would have, you know, when the crowds would have been absolutely That's massive. That's right, and then that, that was, and so, then the, the football ground was built there. Then, yes, and then and it, the, it had to go. The track, yeah. So, um, you know, you've got your fan base basically from those days where it was quite big and, you know, so many people knew it around this local area, then it moved to Nuts Corner and then when I come back, to Tully Road up the road, I think, and all the people that maybe they would have followed at Shamrock Park have, have sort of come back, but um, and it would have gone through families as well. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Like their fathers or uncles or brothers had raced maybe at Shamrock Park, and then when I come back, maybe that you know younger generations are starting at Tully Road. Um, but no, I, I I wish it was bigger. I wish it had a bigger following because you know. I think it's such a good one, you know, good sport to watch. You know, you go to a circuit. I've been to Nuts Corner once, and yeah, it was really exciting. Yeah. It was crazy. I think people, you know, hear stock cars or hot rods and think, you know, it's a lot of contact. But these things, you know, are pure racing. Like, you know, you're not allowed to hit people out of the road or do anything like that there. Like, it's not bangers. But there's no other motorsport that you'll go to and be able to see everything by standing at the fence and see the whole track and see every piece of action. It's real family day out. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. Whereas you go to a circuit, you know, you can only see one corner of that circuit, you know, at the racing. And you can't see like the rest boom, of the track. And they're and gone. Yeah, yeah, normally yeah, yeah. it's a blink. So I think it's, you know, it's a good form of motorsport. Um, and hopefully, you know, over the next few years, it, it grows and, and gets bigger and bigger. And what about your your family? How do they feel about you um, doing this? Do they ever worry about you, or do they ever, or is it just? Oh no, they they know me too well now. Like so, I think I've grew up with it. Like, and the wife knows what to expect. So, um, she's she's married me knowing that I was obsessed with racing. So, um, I think she's she's fine with it. And obviously, my dad's big into it. Like, and and mum has nothing to say really. <laughs> she just has to go along with it. So, um, no, I think they're all they all 
heavily follow it like and, and support me. And so what's next up? You're, you're in the off-season now. Yes. So at the moment, it's just a case of, you know, keeping the car yeah, ticking so over and doing bits and pieces, is yeah. that? So we've, as you can see there, we've took the shell down. Yeah. We've got a few wee modifications um, to do over the winter um, and a few wee things with the shocks and wee things that maybe was, you know, like threads and stuff that was being a bit of a pain last year when you were working on the car. You try and sort that all out now instead of trying to do that in, in the season. Um, a few new bumpers and give her a bit of a rub down and, and a bit of paint and um, have her sitting um, ready to go for, for next year and hopefully a bit of pace behind it. Yeah. So what's up next year? What's the first thing? So it should all be in well, obviously, with everything going on at the minute. You never you never know when you can start. We didn't actually get finished in our last round. So the way our season works, we do seven from August to October, seven rounds, and then seven from March to the end of June. And that qualifies you for your championships, like for the World Final or for the National Championship. So... First up will be in March, we'll start into our own racing at home um, to finish out our points season. Um, and then the first major should be in April, which is normally in Scotland for the European. And then you roll into sort of championship season, which is July, August. So you'll have your world final beginning of July, your national championship beginning of August, and then beginning of September, which is normally your British, which is normally here. Okay. And how, what's the, how, how do you, you know, transport? How do you get it, over... We have a lorry out just sitting outside so the garage. you just put it on the ferry? Yeah, so put it into the lorry and get as many boys as I can to come with me. And um, you book the boat and then you, you do the driving. So you, um, we normally you know have between four and five trips a year. You know, two or three to England, one to Scotland. And then obviously one to Tipperary at the end of the year then as well, which isn't as bad. You have no boats, so it's just, just a four-hour drive to Tipperary. So. Yeah. Ipswich is the longest, so you're you know you're off. And that's the boat. where the world's on. In, yes, in, so in you're off. You'll do it twice. So there's like a sort of a build up to the world final called the Thunder Five Hundred in the middle of June. So I'll I'll do the Thunder Five Hundred as a bit of a warm up, get used to the track and do a meeting there, and then you've come home, you've two weeks, and then you're back over for the world final. So is it good? Yeah, having a, a go at the track first. Yeah. Do, are there would would um people over there have more of an advantage because they probably get to you know, to to go to the track more more so than you would. Oh, is that yeah. a big advantage? Yeah, I think it is. If you use it right. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like us here, you know, when they come over here, you know, we always sort of base it that they shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't be beating you over here because we race this track every week. Yeah. So you know your mental advantage, so I'm sure they look it's at like it the same. Like home advantage kind yeah. of thing, yeah. So they look at it the same. So you need you know, you need to have the car going really well to be able to go over there and, and, and beat them like so um, we've been lucky enough to do it, you know, in other championships. So, fingers crossed, we can we can do it in July. <laughs> and has how's COVID affected, um, you know, the racing season? Yeah. So yeah. the guys, that, you know, that run run the racing have done a brilliant job. Um, we were obviously delayed. You know, we got one race in March before it all kicked in, um, and then it was all all shut down. And then I think we started again sort of early August. Yeah. Um, you know, the guys set up as much as much stuff as they could, you know, with all the, the warnings that you need and, and I mean you would imagine that it's not you know, yeah, because it's you're you're sitting there in a car by yourself. I mean it's yeah. not it's not You're normally coming with your family and the vehicles, you know, so that's technically in your bubble and it, it's outdoors yeah, exactly. so in a massive it area. So it's outdoors, you're in a car, so it it kind of shouldn't really be it should be like, you know, things like golf were allowed to go ahead, especially at the start anyway. And yeah. things like there are certain sports that were allowed to continue. I think that's why we were lucky. I think we were lucky that we that were, you were to allowed, keep, but then you were going. everything was shut down, you were it was shut be, yeah, down we well. were shut down there. I think when that uh, we mini lockdown come in. Yeah. Um, that was us but we only had one race left so 
the way I looked at it was. Did it, that affect the standings at all? No, it'll just stop, you know. So instead of doing round seven, you know, we'll just do round seven at the start of next year. So, yeah. and we don't even racing at home. We didn't get any championships last year, which was a bit of a shame. But you know, at least we got racing. You know, it was something to do when nothing else was going. So, um, we were all we were all glad of it and getting out on a Saturday night. Yeah. Does that make you a bit rusty at all when you're not? Um, yeah, I suppose it does. You know, and at the start of the season again, if you've oh, been off for the yeah. winter, is, is it like, you know, yeah, no, you shaking off the cobwebs? Cause big time, like I try and, with going back to the football, it sort of helped because you've sort of got a fitness then behind you. Yeah, how much fitness do you need to have to... More than people think. <laughs> well, I did hear that before um, somewhere. I was, this was some documentary and they were talking about the fitness that you needed for, for, for yeah, for racing. Yeah. And I was quite surprised, but... People will play it down and say you don't really need any, but you know I've come in from championships with a, you know with a sweat drip on me. You know it's not even you know some of it is physical, but it's mental as well. You know you're, you're thinking so much, so um you know I've noticed like even last year with being back to football and being a wee bit fitter, it being a wee bit easier. You know what I mean? You yeah. a bit more thinking time. So um if you look at all the professional you know motorsports, you know they're all not walking about with six packs for no reason. So it's obviously even snooker's the same thing. Ah, you know, you every, watch it, you say that fitness is good for everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's it's a men, you know mental fitness as well. If you're physically fit, you're not thinking about being tired or sore. You know you're you're yeah. thinking about what you need to do. You know what's on hand. Yeah, and I suppose even like things you know nutrition and everything. I suppose like the, the more professional you become, the more everything like that. Yeah, matters definitely. more and more you know no definitely I'm not really good at the nutritional side of things that's, <laughs> that's my downside like but um, not no, no fitness you know it is a big help you know people you know might say oh you're you know you're only driving around in a circle but um, if you're doing it for 75 laps in a world final with somebody glued to your bumper are you trying to get by them you know the fitness will, will come in towards the end of the race yeah and um, so looking forward to next season yeah no definitely what are the what are the copes Ah, uh, head down and, and try and get as many as I can, like so. Yeah, and try and get a world in in this car. Yeah, I'm sitting <laughs> second in the points at the minute. to sort of was leading them, and then I lost a bit of the lead just due to a few a few things that we were trying and didn't really have the 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 pace in the, the last couple of rounds. So, head down and um, get her on her toes at the start of next season. You know, go after try and go after the points at home because it's always nice to win them and go to a championship knowing you know you've sort of dominated your own your own area at home first. Um, then the European and Scotland which is normally a good weekend for us and we normally normally go well and then I'll be trying my best to focus as hard as I can on the world final and, and really try and give myself a really good go at it this year it's been my third third attempt at it so um, third time lucky I'll be yeah around. well you, the second time was better than the first time so yeah I got a wee bit longer <laughs> yeah so it is but um, I, no it's it's experience you know they do it's the qualify there you just do three laps and that gives you your grid position so the fastest man goes on pole and and works its way back so it's a different sort of a format normally we do two heats you know you start first and one last in the next yeah. or you know whatever way it works out as a reverse grid um so normally that's the way we do it for championships but for the world final it's you go out there and you do three laps and and that's all the chance you've got to, to pick your grid position well that's so kind of fairer really isn't it, it is yeah. yeah when i was two liters i always loved looking at them thinking it was class because i had loved to have hot laps but um i just haven't seemed to, to grasp it yet but i'm hoping i'm hoping this year we can we can hit it on the head yeah. and i haven't having two goes at it and hopefully a wee bit of experience behind us yeah and when you're and you're still really young and yeah so yeah. you've still got plenty of Oh, I yeah, there's plenty, yeah. Of, plenty of life left yet. Only getting started. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. Is, I think. You, what, what's with? Do you just wanted to ask you about the numbers? Uh, how many do we have? You mean? Yeah. Well, at the minute we've got about twenty-five registered drivers for this class in right. in, in Northern Ireland. 
there's about 30 odd in England um, not as many in Ireland and Scotland um, and then you know they all come together for the championships so like the top 10 qualify for the world final from here right. the top 18 get in England just with them normally it goes the more people you have in your series the more qualifying spaces you get you know yeah. based like that there so um, and then you've you know obviously a number of different classes you've maybe 30 odd two litre hot rods which is the class below you could have 25 lightning rods and stock rods maybe have 35 cars so there's a, you know there's there's different levels you can come in at you know so this is obviously the highest level of the ovals but um you know you can come in at the lower levels and you know dip your toe into it and see if you like it and then you know move on from there yeah and do you have you do you have a name for your car no we have a name for the garage <laughs> we call them the garage the beehive because oh, we all are in yellow and black so um it just sort of yellow and black has just always been your yeah, that's it we've just sort of stuck with that so every car i've had has been been yellow and black so it just got named and the behave name, years and you ago. Don't name the cars. Don't name the cars. No. Yeah. Um. Not at the minute, anyway. If you can think of a name, you're you're more than welcome <laughs> to name it. <laughs> okay. Well, listen. That's great. No, super. Thank you very much, and just thanks to all the sponsors that helped me, and anyone that is coming out and, and watching and supporting. I'm very lucky to have good support, especially here at home. So, um, thank you very much, and I'll see everybody next year. Well, hopefully, we'll all be able to get out and have a. Definitely. have a day out and enjoy it fingers crossed yeah <laughs> i hope you enjoyed this episode of the eye on the ball if so subscribe to our podcast and to arma eye if you've any suggestions about what you'd like to hear or any comments at all feel free to send us a message or leave a comment and i hope you'll join me next time for the eye on the ball Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 223. Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan.